Hello and welcome back to another, yes Ash, we are going live. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Roundtable. This is May's edition, following on from last month's just seemed to be only like last week, it feels like. Um, and as ever, we are joined by Mike Earl, Paramike. Hello. And Michaela Ford. Paranormal or what podcast and all round children's book writer. Um, <laughs> Wanna be? <laughs> Hello. And magazine article writer as well. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. got more than one string to my bow. Who knew? Yeah. No, Ash <laughs> has even got the poster up in the background. <laughs> so How it doesn't fall on him this time. Yeah, absolutely. That's never been down before or since on, oh, the, on the podcast. Weird. Yeah. How are we all? Are we all okay? Yes. Yeah. So last month we did have quite a a long um, agenda to get through. We didn't get through hardly anything, really. Um, so the rest of the agenda we're not going to cover off. We're going to crack on with new stuff. Um, so we're going to be talking about big cats in the UK. We're going to be talking can it chase. We're going to be talking Night at the Museum, Michael. Not the movie. Edition. Not the movie. <laughs> well, maybe it should be. Some people maybe say I do be. look a lot like Ben Stiller, but yeah. Mike at the Museum. Stop that. <laughs> I can stop that. Uh, we're going comedy. We're going comedy. And we were going to talk about something else after that. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it was. But shall we kick off with Big Cats? So this is something that Michaela has got an interest in. So did you want to kick us off, Michaela? Yeah, well, um, it's um, been very interesting this week because there have been quite a lot of news articles about Mm. saying that uh, DNA tests have discovered that there is proof that big cats are on the prowl in the British countryside. Apparently, DNA from a black hair caught on a barbed wire fence following a sheep attack has offered definitive proof big cats are roaming the British countryside. Unfortunately, it doesn't really say which big cats. I don't know if anybody else has heard. (laughs) Big panther-type cats, apparently. Has anybody else seen or heard these stories? Not recently, but as I was growing up, there used to be quite a spate of big cat sightings on, like, the moors. Uh, um, and there was always these long-lens, blurry photograph. Beast of Bodmin, yeah, that's it. Mm. Um, and there was always good photos, um, but they were quite, like, photographed quite long or distance that you could when they zoomed in you couldn't quite get the context of how big this thing was so yeah. it always looked like a big normal domesticated cat like a big version but you could never really tell but it's always fascinating i don't see why there wouldn't be because you've got some of these animal parks and i'm sure some of them have gone missing yeah um, i think um that wasn't the the big cat act sometime in the 1970s or 80s where um, it became illegal for people to keep these big animals and a lot of people just turf them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's really hit the news this last week. In fact, this DNA test news only came out last week. 
Okay, I'd not even seen that in the news. I've seen Ooh. the yeah, I've seen the uh, the the articles about it. it's interesting because I I think I talked about it before on podcast my own big cat sighting uh, a few years ago. I've never told you, Michaela, about it in the past. I'm not sure if I did or not. No, I don't think you did. What was yeah. that? So my one, I used to work in a casino. Uh, so I'd regularly be finishing work like, in the middle of the night, driving home. And it was a Sunday morning. I just finished work about four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm driving home, just come off the M62 at Birchwood for Warrington, for those that know <laughs> the area. So I'm driving down. It's like 50 mile an hour road. No traffic. It's Sunday morning, four o'clock. There's nothing else about. It's dark, but there's sort of street lights further down. Past one of the roundabouts. As I'm getting closer to the roundabout, I see... Can't really describe it as anything else apart from a big cat. Like it was just stood in the middle of the road, like lengthways, so like side on. Yeah. And then as I got closer to it, it just sauntered off to, to the side of the road, into some bushes at the side of the road. And like it had to walk like a cat walks, but it was like a large dog size cat. That's the only way I can describe it. All black. Wow. And a large just... dog-sized cat. <laughs> that's I mean, that's no way to describe it, really. but definitely a cat. By the way, it walks and and the tail that came down, and just went off into the bushes inside the road as I got closer to it, and I pulled over, like little lay-by further on. I was like, "Hell!" And I literally texted my partner. And I just texted the time and the road I was on, so I could go back to it and knew what time it was when I, when I saw it. And then I was parked up and I was messaging, saying I just saw this to remind myself later on when I woke up and stuff, which I wasn't dreaming. Um, and I got a bit freaked out. It's like, I'm on this road, it's dark, there's no bugger else around. It's pitch black, literally, two headlights off, it's like pitch black. I was like, I just got that feeling, I'm like, I'm a bit freaked out now. So just, so just turned the energy back on, just drove home. And I kind of forgot about it. And like, sort of, it happened, and then a couple of days later, I kind of forgot about it. It's only. Probably about six, seven months later, my brother was around at our house with his partner, and they were talking about sort of paranormal stuff. And they mentioned big cats, and I just remember, it's like, geez, I saw a big cat, told them the story, hadn't even thought about it. I told them the story, went through my messages, so like, yeah, it was on this day at this time. And then I just Googled and just put in big cats Warrington, and there's loads of news articles in that area, Birchwood. Like, wow. there's been multiple sightings over the years of a big black cat creature all in this this area and then we actually went back to the where i saw it and like walking in the woods looking for any sign of where there could be like a habitat or anything because there's lots of woods around there and um, never found anything since but yeah and, and in not just like warrington but like chester northwest Ellsbury port north wales there's lots of sightings so it seems to be in the papers all the time so it's just uh de- definitely yeah. something definitely something to it and the thing is, as well, that there has to be mating pairs. You know, there has to have been. Mm. It can't be the same, like ninety-year-old <laughs> cat staggering round. So that that's a bit freaky to think there must be enough of them for them to be pairing up. Mm. So it's mm. like, how many are there? There might be hundreds for all we know. And there were some caught in Scotland as well, weren't there? Um, previously. And I suspect Scotland's quite a good place for them because it's quite um, uninhabited. So the likelihood of them being sort of caught in numbers is probably quite a distinct uh, rarity. And the fact that on those kind of places you've got deer, 
uh, and other wild animals that are probably big enough to sustain a, a wild jaguar or black panther or something like that. Because mm. all the ones I remember seeing in the photos were always like black panther yeah. kind of ones. So whether or not they are just literally black panthers or just dark coloured, but they all seem to be that kind of sort of size, I think. So what what do you think it is then, Michaela? What do you think um, they are? Well, I think they are black panthers. I don't know if that's a, a correct term. I don't know my all my cat species very well. But um, I do think it is. I, I don't see any reason why it can't be. It's not fantastical really it's no. perfectly possible so yeah i think i think they're definitely out there and i love the fact that they're called alien big cats alien um, big cats yeah um just because they're not in the place where they they should be if you know what i mean but mm. it just gives them a bit of a supernatural take doesn't it but it is strange that there hasn't sort of been one caught but they have, apparently, I... in Scotland. Oh. If I could uh, go back, uh, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Um... <laughs> Mike, Mike, while, while Michaela's having a look, what, what are your thoughts on big cats? Uh, it's, it's a tough one. I think, like, because it goes back to, what, like the 50s and 60s with the Beast of Bodmin, maybe? That was, like, one of the really early ones. And there'd have to be, for there to be, big cat sightings nowadays there would have to be multiple of the same species of cat released so they would be breeding in the wild mm-hmm. i mean it's entirely possible right and my other thought is say like if a a zoo or a wildlife park were to lose one do you really think they'd they'd tell people <laughs> and yeah. be like by the way tiger escaped the other week or would you just like keep it under your hat and go we'll not or we'll not say a word about that to not put fear into people i don't know so unfor- unfortunately the king lion passed away last night <laughs> oops yeah yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, he's oh, just I gone see, missing yeah. you can't he's gone missing. Oh, sorry he's, you can't can't see the body sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah we fed it to the other animals yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah it's entirely possible because like you say why would you even announce that you've lost one i know you, and you can like, kind of see it yeah you can see you it imagine out. how how much hysteria that would cause if you were like, oh, by the way, <laughs> it's all right. It's no a male lion. Time. They don't do any hunting. <laughs> it's all right. Long leap. I've got more. Don't worry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> me. I've um, been I'm, in that. I've been in so, that drive through. Side, yeah. side note, long leap. Long leap's fucking scary. sick. You sat there going, there's only a very, very thin piece of metal and glass between me and this huge, enormous tribe of killers. This is well, that's this enough is about me. <laughs> this is slightly off topic, but have you seen that clip where I think it's a wildlife park in China, and one of the people gets out of the car to try and get a better photo of a tiger? Yes, that just does not end yeah. well. No, oh, dear. no. Why would you ever? <laughs> Some oh, people. Well, would... I've, seen it. I've seen it. It's mad in that. Yeah, she just gets out, doesn't she? <laughs> and the guy sort of tries to get out to sort of stop her. It's like, to save her, yeah, she's gone. Yeah, oh she's not God. coming back. Yeah. So Cameron whatever you do, off. don't get out of your car. Yeah. Don't get out. It's caught on CCTV of her getting out. Fucking hell. Mental. Yeah, madness, isn't it? 
So, back, just, back so, to you, Michaela. I did yeah. find the report. Um, it's not as exciting as I remember, but anyway, <laughs> in 1980, a puma was captured in Inverness Shire in Scotland. Um, it was captured following several years of sightings in the area of a big cat matching the description of the one captured, strangely enough. Um, it has led local farmer Ted Noble to erect a cage trap and he caught it. Wow, fair play. Yeah, fair play and to him. Then it was bundled off to a zoo, I think. <laughs> to escape the same again. one it escaped from. <laughs> <laughs> Never be spoken about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here's the secret humour that we've been keeping behind for everyone. You know, we said he was dead. He's back. So, side note again, going back to China. Do you remember that story years ago when um, they apparently had a lion and it wasn't, it was just a dog with like shaved to look like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> and then they figured out it was the lion when it barked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh God. Oh God. So we, so our consensus on the, the big cats is it's likely it is, it is big cats. Like pumas or yeah, I jaguar mean, there's, there's or been quite a few other like ones where they've been captured in 1991. A Eurasian lynx was shot near Norfolk. Oh, yeah. They're not they're not huge though, are they? Eurasian lynxes. They're not like on a puma panther scale, I don't think. But that had killed 15 sheep in the previous two weeks, obviously being a pain for the farmers. Um, and then and they're getting shot, killed. Um, yeah. In 1996, in Northern Ireland, uh, a cow-a-cow. Well, that's a smaller size. And one in, where is it? It says a jungle cat. I'm not sure what a jungle cat is. That was in Hampshire. That was hit by a car. Wow. Oh, dear. That's unfortunate. The car was a write-off, I expect. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've just found some in... Um... The Daily Record, Scotland Now, um, there's a big cat expert who has mapped out over 850 sightings of wow. a big cats over the UK. Ooh. So if fair, there's big cats... Sorry, Mike, you crack on. I, sorry, I was just Googling Eurasian lynx to see if I was right or wrong. Um, they look like they're probably about mountain lion cougar size. Oh, so wow, they're so they're big they Probably do some damage, yeah. They're not huge like lions or tigers, but they're sort of big, big, a big bigger a than big, a, do- a big cat, a big cat, yeah, bigger, <laughs> bigger than a domestic house cat, yeah. Those little bloody cats are vicious things. I fucking hate them. Horrendous, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so I can see why the bigger cats are even worse. <laughs> and in two thousand and one, another Eurasian lynx, nicknamed the Beast of Barnet. Was captured alive by police in North London. Wow! Gave it to London Zoo. Wow! Gave it so back to London Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was only eighteen months old. Oh wow! Okay. Oh wow! So yeah, like you say, Michelle. Um, why do I keep saying Michelle? I say it twice now. Um, <laughs> Michaela. Um, yeah, the, the breeding obviously going to have family units and and stuff and. Some habitats around somewhere, especially like North London, it's quite a. Mm. You think it'd be quite populated in Barnet? Yeah, well, there's meant to be still quite a big um, black market trade in exotic animals, isn't there? People are constantly I've... finding pythons in their toilet, and goodness knows what. 
Now, that would be a shock, wouldn't it? But it has Slightly. happened quite a lot of times where people have lifted their toilet lid and they've gone through the pipes because they've been set free and there's wow. a snake curled up in the toilet. Can't think of anything worse. <laughs> Bite your bottom when you go into the oh. lid. I know something worse than that, right? Because I was reading something earlier today or yesterday about castles and like when they would siege a castle. Because uh, the, the toilets in the castles would be like, just like, oh, like on the, the side, wouldn't they? And then the mm. sort of the drain would just like come down the castle and then mm. pour water down to flush the poo away. When they're being sieged, they would like climb up the sort of poo exits. And yeah, climb, cl- climb through come. the toilets. And then like, so I'd have like some famous people, like kings and stuff, have been sat on the toilet the next minute, just get weapon up the toilet. Yeah, that's how they would like get into the castles. Whoa, so snakes or men with poles <laughs> in your <laughs> toilets? Yeah, but which one's more likely nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> so, what toilets are you going to? to have like, well, <laughs> 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 no comment. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. So we um, we're going to move over. So I'm assuming this relates to a video you sent me as well, Mike, in the week. The night at the Mike at the Museum. So you had an investigation recently, and it's over to you. What yeah. happened? Where did you go? So uh for for a bit more context, we basically went up up north last week to York because I'm obsessed with York for my partner's birthday and then on the way down we were looking for a ghost hunt to do um we happened across the haunted museum in stoke now the haunted museum in stoke is apparently the sixth most haunted place in the uk according to higgy higgy pop and i was like okay okay, sh- okay sure whatever um but it seemed like a really cool pace pl- pace really cool place really unique place and i'd seen bits on uh on facebook about it where he's got like a haunted doll that moves by itself and it he uh craig the guy who owns the museum had been on uh like this morning and various other tv programs with some of the artifacts he's got there so we're like okay yeah cool let's let's go and do an investigation private hired it because apparently that's the only way you're allowed to film um which was it's whatever at least we got the place to ourselves essentially right so there's no fuckery from anyone else who's in the building especially not on a public event um and yeah we turned up and craig was like the nicest dude um super knowledgeable about all his stuff he told us one of the big questions i had going into it was is it that the building's haunted or is it that all the haunted items that he's crammed in there has caused the building to be haunted basically what he told us was the building, uh, building. I can't talk tonight. Sorry. The building had a history of murders in there, essentially. Um, multiple murders from what we read and what we sort of looked up afterwards, and what Craig told us was true. And then on top of that, he's filled it full of stuff like there's a piano and a piano stool where a woman died while she was playing a piano. There's a Tibetan beheading sword that had been used multiple times, barbed wire from World War One, a uh, stone, stone from Bolskin House, which was Alistair Crowley's 
uh, house up in Scotland that burnt down. Um, coal from the 30s drive, to which I said to Craig, you're not supposed to have that. Um, yeah, loads of stuff, just like all weird stuff. He's got a room that's done up like a morgue with like an actual morgue tray and a used autopsy kit. Loads of stuff in there has got like deaths, deaths relating to it. He's just got in the some of Ed and Lorraine Warren's personal items, which is like apparently they're very sought after and quite mad that he's got them. Um, he's got like one room's done up like an old Victorian seance room with a burned doll, which apparently was in a house fire where someone died, and by happenstance, someone was coming out of the building with this burned doll. And their neighbour who knew Craig was like, oh, I'll take that off you if you're going to bin it. And sent it to him. So there's like this burnt up doll and stuff. But basically, fucking loads of stuff that's got death related to it. And wow. like different different themed rooms. Like he's got like a chapel room with two pews and like a... What's the big pillar at the front called? Someone who's into religion, which is probably none of us have so previous conversations. Pulpit. Pul- pulpit. Pulpit. Podium thing. Yeah, altar. two pews, altar, altar at the front, or pulpit, whatever. I think the thing that the person stands behind with the, with the Bible on and goes, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's built like a, he's built like a, like a mini confession booth in there as well. To which I'd seen a video on YouTube where he was, bearing in mind he owns the museum. He was like, you can go in there and do some investigation. I'll be honest with you, it's not for me, so I don't go in there. And I was like, that's fucking weird that the dude who owns the museum and is around it all the time is freaked out of that place. So I actually asked him. I was like, so what's the crack with that? He goes, it's when we first started the museum. And he went in one side. And his partner went in the other. And he said, I was trying to give it Billy, Billy Big Bollocks. And I can't remember what he said that he actually said, but it was something to the effect of like, can you come and force my partner to confess or something? It was something like slightly antagonizing. And in, in his words, the every, it's, there's no doors in the place. It's all curtains, essentially. In his words, the curtain swung open and it's almost as if something rushed him while he was in there. And from that moment, he was like, fucking no thanks. Um, the last room's got a, a doctor's bag with a bunch of like the doctor's equipment in it, a straitjacket, and in the corner, there's a padded cell made up as well. And you can go and like put get in the straitjacket and do an S method while in there. But yeah, lo- wow. he's, he's got loads of mad shit. Loads of mad shit. And we were just like, fuck me. Even if it's not, even if we were going to have a boring night and nothing happened, it was fascinating that the amount of stuff he's got his hands on and some of it's just like, kind of disgusting that it's related to so much death and stuff hmm. uh, but yeah anyway we, <laughs> we we started investigating um we started in the science room and i tried my medium ship whatever you want to call it um and got some names through which were apparently relevant to that room which was quite fun okay. uh, but it wasn't really anything that happened in terms of anything moving or activity or anything like that we then went into the main room, which has got like he calls it the conjuring corner, because part of the room's done up like the Conjuring Two movie with like the cross wallpaper, a chair, and an old TV and stuff. Um, nice. Oh, and we set up some 
devices on the stairs, namely a vibration sensor, some cat balls, and a REM pod. And while we're sat there just talking and, one, and doing a bit of calling out, we start to hear footsteps upstairs. For bearing in mind, we're the only two people in this building. That Well, Craig and his girlfriend are there, but they're in the front office, nowhere near us. And he was like, I'm going to be doing paperwork, so I'm going to be quiet all night. And his partner was just sat there listening to music on a sofa as well, quiet. So we're, um, yeah, we're downstairs calling out and we start to hear footsteps upstairs. Uh, we both look and Patsy goes, if that's you up there, can you, can you do it again for us? Or can you make another noise? And there's a couple of moments of silence and then a humongous fucking bang from above us, just like, boom. So heavy, it sets off my uh, footstep vibration sensor on the stairs, which never fucking goes off. And we kind of figured out what our response is in terms of fight, flight, or freeze, because we just fucking froze and looked at each other like, we can't believe that's just happened. And then I had a bit of a I was lost for words. I, you, and you'll, you'll see this in the clip when I release the video, but I was like... Is that the bit you sent me? Yeah, I'm like, that That was so loud. And then I sort of stand up, grab the camera and go, that was so loud, it set the motion sensor off, which I was shocked at because that never happens. And Patsy goes to me, are you okay? I was like, yeah, it scared the fuck out of me. And she's like, yeah, it scared the shit out of me as well. Unfortunately, in the two clips you've seen, Greg... Um, the place is rigged up with CCTV. So if anything happens, you can take like a time, just look at the time and go, oh, it's half past midnight or whatever. And then you can go and speak to Craig, the owner, and go, something's just happened. Can you check it back on CCTV? Now I had a locked off camera upstairs and our initial thought and Patsy's was, has the camera just gone over? Bear in mind, it's on a tripod, so it's pretty sturdy, but it has... Has it gone over? Which, to be fair, probably would have been pretty fucking mental if it had, because there's no way unless something physically pushed it. So we went and checked. He comes in and shows us a clip, or we go and look at the cameras. My tripod's still standing. He goes back through it. And there's the clip downstairs of me and Patsy talking and shitting ourselves, that you can hear it. And then there's the clip upstairs where you can hear it as well, and it's so loud and he was like, you can hear it on all the cameras upstairs. Um, as much as I don't believe in orbs, dust, light anomalies, whatever you want to call them, after it happens, and this is the only orb in the clip, one of them sort of comes out from underneath a table in a room and floats up into the air. And then there's this weird whoosh that sort of goes up next to it. So that was like, from that point, this was really, this, we'd been investigating like an hour tops. <laughs> And that's happened. So we were both pretty on edge and Patsy doesn't particularly like investigating when it's just us two because she's all like safety in numbers and wants more people there for whatever reason. And it also means that I can't go off and do like the Estes method or go and do lone vigils because she doesn't want to be left alone. But yeah, we go upstairs. We go upstairs and we're... We're doing a bit more calling out. Or I went to the toilet and in front of the toilet there's like a shower curtain, essentially in the, like, the morgue area. I suppose it's supposed to look like a morgue curtain. But I've gone to the toilet, come back out, 
close that and we're stood there doing calling out and we can hear the shower curtain fucking moving a little bit as we're in the room and I'm like well, there's no doors in this place all of the windows are sealed up so there's no chance of drafts or anything and we can hear it as if it's like very slightly being moved back and forth so we call out a little bit and there's there's a moment in in my footage where my air pressure sensor goes off so like registers that something's happened air pressure seems to change all the time so that's not necessarily paranormal although sometimes it does seem to correlate with the uh, alice box it'll go off at the same time as a word comes through uh, also the alice box went fucking mental in there and was spitting out words every like five seconds but almost none of it was relevant anyway air pressure sensor goes off as it does the light upstairs flickers and there's like a low thud in the room with us then later on the light upstairs flickers again and this is when patsy goes can we get out of there because she she doesn't want to be up there it's freaking her out too much so we went downstairs and said like and just like when it spoke to craig calmed her down a bit and i said do you guys want to join us for a little bit just so it's not me and patsy up there and she's she's um feels a bit more confident and a bit better about it being up there we go back upstairs and we're calling out the light does not flicker once now again dodge electricals i can accept that doesn't flicker once we go off and did a bit in the chapel i don't really think much happened apart from patsy and craig were both feeling quite drained and then craig and his his partner go okay cool we're going to go downstairs so they go off we're stood there again and this was patsy goes should we should we put the equipment away so if something happens we can make a quick getaway <laughs> so <laughs> So I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to put her in a, any position that she doesn't feel comfortable as badly as it affects my footage. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're packing the stuff up. I've got my camera set up on a table and the light flickers again. Bearing in mind, it's not done it the entire time. Craig and his partner have been up there with us. And then the minute they go away, it happens again. And Craig was like, oh yeah, it's it seems like it's some capacity. It seems like there's something toying with you or messing with you a bit. Um, she's got a real thing about being touched whenever we go somewhere she's like you don't have permission to touch me don't touch me and she swears that at some point something like brushed along her ankle or something as if it was like a hand or fingers doing that she fucking shit herself and was like oh, I told you not to touch me you're not supposed to do that oh. which you're, you're on edge in a haunted museum so that's like a feeling thing and it's not necessarily that I don't believe her but there could be a huge psychological psychological element about it um but that was pretty much it in, in the end we only investigated for about four or five hours because it was it was a proper fucking ghost adventures investigation i tell you all those things all those things actually happened um but yeah we only investigated for about four or five hours in the end and we were like that's enough like that would that'll do, that'll do thanks like yeah fucking just mental like the amount of places i said this to craig as well the amount of places we've been to like the scary of the ancient round 30s drive all that like, oh, most haunted fucking house in britain Rawr. and nothing happens and then we go there and like it was some of the best activity we've ever had 
and I was honestly like it feeling like it was intelligent that when Patsy's gone, can you do that again, please? It's such a loud bang mm. that it sets my vibration sensor off that doesn't ever go off. It's the one bit of equipment that's never gone off. And we fucking shit ourselves. I was so confused because I heard the beep go and I'm looking at my temperature sensor and my vibra- um, and my air pressure sensor going, which one was that that went off? And it took me a couple of seconds to realize that it's actually the vibration sensor on the on the stairs. And it's just mad. Like, honestly, it's just like, I'd recommend everyone goes there because it's, whether it's the building or whether it's the stuff in it, but it feels like the perfect storm of a haunted location. And Craig's turned around to us going, oh yeah, this is a quiet night. Fucking quiet. Like, we're shitting ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would, I would implore anyone to go because in my mind, it's genuinely genuinely haunted like yeah as i say comparative to a lot of places that claim to be the most haunted in the uk and and we were dubious beforehand because obviously it's like it's it's a haunted museum and there's a lot of stuff in there and is it like oh is that just to to play it up a bit but my god like within the first hour something monumentous happens monumentous to me anyway because we've not had massive amounts of activity like that but something monumentous happens that makes us go well we know there was no one upstairs we know we can look back on the cctv and see that nothing falls and hits the deck my camera is still standing it hits the ground that hard that it sets my sensor off at the bottom of the stairs or like the third step and we were just like what's just happened there's a moment of like disbelief where we're just staring at each other going what but yeah questions so uh sounds like an amazing night Mm. when you went in there did it feel weird did it feel because i've been to a lot of places even like 30s drive i've been to and the ramen we get in there and it just feels normal it doesn't feel anything other than normal so the longer i've been the longer I've realized that I've got some sort of mediumistic ability and the more uh, investigations I've done, there's certain rooms that I could walk into and get a weird, weird feeling immediately. And one of them was, I think one of them was the chapel. And then the other one was the main room downstairs with like the conjuring corner and stuff. And, um, and yeah, it was only those two rooms, but yeah, there was definitely like, I think I started feeling sick downstairs, which I'm not sure how relevant that is. And I, well, I've not vomited or been sick to the point of vomiting the last six years I've been with Patsy. So it's probably not like the Chinese food we had beforehand. It's, it's like <laughs> potentially something paranormal. And then like we were talking to him and he was like, oh, just a tip. Like, it, to be fair, there was a lot of stuff in there that also Craig didn't actually tell us the history of because he's like, I just want to, if you guys don't want to know, I'll see what you get. And he, at one point he did go on, on the staircase, stair number three and six seemed to be the most active for like REM pods and whatever else. And I was like, well, someone's blatantly fallen down the stairs then. And he was like, yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, so is it young blonde girl? A young girl, blonde hair, probably about halfway down her back, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," oh. um, but yeah, there was those were the only two, the two areas that I walked into it instantly. Sort of thought, 
this feels a bit dodgy were the main downstairs room and the chapel area upstairs. But that might be more of a me thing rather than a... There wasn't anything that I walked into and went, I feel weird because they've done this up like a scene from The Conjuring or there's a bunch of kids' toys in there or there's like a replica of the Anguish Man painting on the stairs and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, mate. <laughs> but like... But you know what I mean? It's not. It wasn't like... Hmm. The aesthetic may have amplified it, but it wasn't entirely that that I was like, oh, this is what's making it scary. Cool. So when's the video out? Uh, Unfortunately, um, we also stayed in a haunted apartment while we were up in York, so I'm doing that video first, which will be this Friday, and then it'll be in two weeks' time. But I will... I, I was in two minds whether I wanted to play the mysterious bigot up card on here and be like oh something happened it was brilliant but i'm not going to tell you but now i've told you i will send sorry listeners i will send the people on this podcast the clip afterwards of the, the huge bang mike how did you find out about this hotel um he's only really got a facebook page and that's where i saw it i remember seeing i remember hearing about it a while back and i can't remember why and then I remember seeing clips on Most Haunted and it was of his, not Most Haunted, sorry, on This Morning. And it was of his his doll sort of falling out of a chair and stuff. And I was like, fucking whatever, Everyone's, everyone and their mum's got a haunted doll, haven't they? So I was like, nah, whatever. Um, and then, as I say, we were, we were looking for a ghost hunt to do sort of at the end of our holiday. Um, and on the drive back down, so the museum's in Stoke-on-Trent. And I'd sort of mentioned about doing a, a trip up to Stoke, and this will be a nice segue into the next section, a trip up to Stoke to go Haunted Museum, maybe Four Crosses, Canic Chase. Um, and I mentioned it a while back, and Patsy was like, oh, I don't want to go to fucking Stoke-on-Trent. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I don't know why anyone want to go. Because <laughs> they've got a wicked haunted museum, Nash. Um Birthplace of Robbie Williams. Oh, really? <laughs> Even less reason to go then. Um, but yeah, and then as I say, we were looking for a ghost hunt and Patsy was like, should we do it? Should we just go there? And before I know it, she's on the phone to the bloke and going, right, it can fit us in on the Thursday after we come back down. It's this much. Should we just do it? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go for it. So we did. Coincidentally, it was her 30th birthday as well, so... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Scare happy her senses. Yeah, happy birthday, Patsy. To be fair, we went to a zoo for her as well. So back to the big cats escaping. <laughs> we should have gone to a one good thing in Stoke. I'm not sure if it's Stoke, but it's Trenton Monkey Forest or Monkey oh, okay. Village in Stoke. Oh, just outside Stoke. And it's basically it's a park, but it's like a forest, but all the monkeys are out and they, like, oh. you just walk among them. Wow, and stuff. So, like, it's like um, that sounds quite monkeys. horrific. Kind <laughs> of type of monkeys they are. Planet of the um, Apes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Trentum Monkey Village is called. Till they we... start working out hierarchy, yeah, and start yeah, yeah. pulling your arms off and that, caving your head in with a rock or something. Um, I'm sure we... at my age now, but I went to Trentum Gardens 
um, to see the charlatans in about 1992. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we were literally oh, only there. No, it's for, not uh, showing your age. I was 15 then. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were only in Stoke for the Haunted Museum, though, so it was literally like travel lodge, haunted museum, get some sleep, leave the next morning. Yeah, we won't we won't stay in there. Barbary Macaques, 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 Macaques. You've just so been I... the new monkey. <laughs> For a paranormal any... podcast, there's a lot of animal talk on this one. <laughs> it's a menagerie. <laughs> we're not we're not even getting the names right. <laughs> Ash is our current David Attenborough. <laughs> Macaques. That's how it's spelled anyway. And here we have the Barbary Macaque. <laughs> uh, it's amazing what the heat does to you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, where? So you said that Higgy Pop said that it's the sixth most haunted place in the UK. Mm-hmm. Of all the places you've been to, where would you rate that easily? Number one or two, the only, the only contender in terms of like monumental activity that's made me question my life, um, was Health Hydro in Swindon when the door slammed on us, and even that we haven't actually got on camera. So I'm a bit like, I can kind of debunk that one a little bit. Whereas this yeah. one, we've got CCTV of the room the noise happens in. We've got the two CCTV cameras of me and Patsy, and then, the, as I say, the room, and then they, I've got my camera on the table that picks it up as well. And, yeah, it was just one of those moments that I was just like, I literally can't explain that. Like, Have, have you thought about putting the footage like, next to each other, the two clips, at the same time? So you can hear Patsy. That is a great idea and i will do that for the main video um just saying but yeah we were we were so impressed we're already kind of looking at rebooking okay. and going back okay. and like i know he's not to keep banging on and plug the museum but i know he's got us like a sale on to the 31st of may <laughs> so i'm i'm like let's see how much money i get paid and see if i can afford to rebook it <laughs> so this this podcast seems to have been ab- like sponsored by advertising venues, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sale, like... at, sale now on is um, is pushing. Like, <laughs> come on, I know Ash pushes his UFO <laughs> a lot. I'm not even associated with him. <laughs> but yeah, like I would, I would implore anyone to go yeah. for somewhere that, in my opinion, is genuinely haunted, rather than paying. 75 quid to go to the ancient ram and watch a man push a table around <laughs> does the man come with the experience unfortunately yes <laughs> so weirdly just on the ancient ram in um i don't know what's happening there at the moment but i saw an advert for them on social media and they were advertising like walk around tours which is cool and they actually were doing you could go on this ghost hunt tour thing and you only had to make a small donation. So I don't know if there was, if they're struggling to get people to go there or not. I don't know. Um, but there was an article recently where Caroline came out and said that 
due to due to lockdown and when it, they didn't make any money they i don't want to say they're struggling financially but that hit them quite hard and that's why um that's why they started focusing on private groups more rather than mm. having like because the only the only public events you can do there now is actually with with her isn't it her via the ancient ram website because i don't think like i know she put the price up quite high for places like haunted happenings and haunted houses events to the point that they were like well it's not worth doing but also due to the cost of how old it is and the renovation work and all that sort of stuff that's why she's trying to find other ways to monetize it i believe it's a rickety old place it is it it? is it is is a creepy place it is creepy but like we mentioned we'd we'd done a podcast the other day came out late last week um and we discussed the fact that that venue has got CCTV, and considering how haunted it is, supposedly, that not much footage comes out of there. There's been some really good photos of like mist at the bottom of the stairs, a la 30s drive style, but not a great deal else. I mean, I've had some weird experiences there, I won't lie, but nothing caught on tape nothing that you could say definitely haunted because and it's I, such a strange old place i don't i don't want to cast aspersions but it seems like there was a post that they put out and this was just after we'd been in it, it kind of left a sour taste in our mouth to be honest with you but there was a post that they put out on facebook and it was all like come and see if you can tip my table and i'm like are you yeah. Are you trying to turn this into more of like a circus acty sort of? I think the challenge you, you know is, what I mean? yeah, I think the challenge probably is that some of these venues around the UK, particularly, um, they're up against like the ghost adventures type experience that people want to have during the yeah. night. Yeah, and I, so, I get it. Like, yeah, I'm probably, I'm not like the target audience necessarily for a public ghost hunt because I want to go in and set equipment up and film stuff and see what happens rather than go and do the human pendulum and go fucking, what was that? And shit myself for a cat ball going off or something, you know? Yeah. So I I think those kind of venues now are up against it with the likes of this museum by sounds of it, other haunted hotels in the UK. (laughs) Um, other hotels are available yeah yeah not mentioning any names but some of these traditional haunted locations ram in 30s drive of like the old king's head <laughs> yeah very and smart the thing, the thing is as well the actual reports of hauntings from the ancient ram and 30s drive happened years ago so it's, yeah it's like are they still haunted now like we yeah. know nothing about the subject but could it have moved on like mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, 30s drives an interesting one. I've I've been there and it's it is a strange old place and some, some weird things happen but nothing that you could put your finger on and say that's haunted. I sat in a lone vigil in the living room on my own. Nothing. And nothing happened. It was the same with us. Like we went and some some minor things happened, but it wasn't anything monumental that is is that big that it confuses you and go you you immediately rack your brain and go what the fuck was that mm. about you yeah. michaela have you been to 30s drive 
or I haven't. Or... Um, I did want to go, but then the last few times that I've heard people have, have gone there, I've um, not heard really good things about it, that it's just been quite flat. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether sometimes maybe places get overhyped. Um, yeah. Or maybe yeah. it's just that too many people go there um, and it, it just gets, I don't know, the life or the paranormal energy sucked out of it maybe which is which is very viable but how many times can you say oh it's just a quiet night because the energy's been drained like yeah it could be every night's a fucking quiet night because the energy's been drained you know what i mean it's like really yeah yeah i think um yeah it's interesting to see how if there's any other new locations sort of come up but they're pricing people out quite a lot for yeah. example, you want to go to Oxford Castle, that's expensive. If you want to hire Oxford Castle, um, you're talking nah, a lot of money, a lot of money, and that Shep- is a great place. Shepton Mallet Prison is something like 1200 for uh, events companies to hire. That's mad. And it's like it's a great location, don't mm. get me wrong. Like, uh, investigating a prison is like, unique, but... You imagine if you're a small paranormal group, there's you, you're never doing it, never in a million years. No, and you got to then do it as part of a public thing, so it becomes affordable for you. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you, and then you just have to deal with the public. Yeah, and you don't know who's on there. Well, that it's just it's not as controlled as it probably would be if if we went somewhere. So yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> anyway, so. Canuck Chase, Stoke on Trent area. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not very good with directions. Ash, our man in the north. Where is a? <laughs> <laughs> it's Stafford, more than Stoke. I was going to say it's more Stafford. I thought it was Stafford. Yeah, yeah, Staffordshire. Yeah. <laughs> so Canuck Chase. So Canuck Chase is a place that me and Ash have been. We first met. In public for the first time. Well, first met for the first night, just in public, but we met for the first time. <laughs> we Literally met for years the, ago, that now. Yeah, met for the first time um, at Cannot Chase. And we had Abigail with us from UFO Identified. Um, me, you, Jamie was there, wasn't he? Um, yeah, in the background somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> loitering and, around yeah and um yeah we went out to try and find any kind of wild man any kind of paranormal activity in the woods hell of a place there i'd never been in anywhere like it in my life but it's one of those places that the history of it is even more bizarre and like all the the types of creatures and things as michaela uh held up the book with pig man and Black-eyed children, UFOs. I can't read what else it says. Werewolves, Werewolves, UFOs, ghosts. Everything. So why do you think then, Michaela, that that kind of area has such a rich and diverse amount of paranormal, UFO, cryptid-related activity? Well, it could be one of several reasons. It could be that everybody's just miss seeing things because they're all terrified of being in the forest at night 
Yeah. Um, mm. It could be that um, they're mistaking things. It could be they're hoaxing or completely lying or winding themselves mm. up. Or it could be on the off chance that maybe there's a paranormal portal there and everything's coming through. Because there's, there's such a wide variety of things that have been... Um, supposedly reported i mean literally basically anything you can think of that's paranormal seems to have been reported there um i know we were talking about menageries earlier but it is a bit like a paranormal menagerie is a mechanic chase so either it's absolute rubbish or there's something very very weird going on there I think we if there's multiple reports over the years of similar type creatures or or experiences people are having there has to be something there I'd have thought um but I don't know what Ash has just found <laughs> it's tickled him <laughs> oh my god so you just Ash, said the word menagerie Ash, Ash um, sort of mouthed the word menagerie I don't know what that word is so just google menagerie uh not and menagerie you didn't look up menagerie did you <laughs> <laughs> no it's come up so put in menagerie has got urban dictionary gone <laughs> of <laughs> I don't even understand this of or pertaining to an ass the size of that of female hip hop artist Nicki Minaj <laughs> Sure, or why the not? traditional <laughs> definition, which is loads of animals of different sorts. <laughs> Sin the chat, Ash. <laughs> that sounds more more realistic. What a menagerie is. Uh, I spell it with an I instead of an E. Uh... <laughs> so yes, there is a menagerie of paranormal activity, and um, it's been a breeding ground for like wild men. Uh, of the UK, pig man, black-eyed children. Yeah. And um, when we went there, we went to a place just down the road as part of Canada Chase called Castle Ring. Yes. Wow, that place is weird. Is, did That's, you actually see or hear anything while you were there? we done the Estes Method in the middle of it. In Castle Ring. And yes, Ash said, oh, I asked a question. Um, can you name a member of the group? And I thought you were going to do a pop question. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Ash was all covered up and headphoned up. And as soon as I said it, he goes, Abby. Ooh. And on the video, when we watch it back, she walks past me. As you say, can you name anyone in this group? Abby walks past me. And I say, I hear Abby, so I just say Abby. And in the video, she like spins around like on a heel, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And wow. then we were doing a lot of questioning, and it was getting dark at this point. It was quite creepy there when it was dark. And it was a bit misty and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, I don't really, you're probably better off explaining it, Ash, because I can't remember the finer details. But Ash, we were talking about people and such like, and a name come through. Yeah. Nathaniel. And Nathaniel. <clears throat> yeah. Now, we've interviewed somebody called Nathaniel, um, who's a, like a demonologist and studies all of that. And Nathaniel's name come through. But what happened after that, Ash? So I said 
just I obviously I heard the name Nathaniel come through, which is quite an unusual name. Um, it's, obviously it's more Nathan or whatever. Like, don't really hear Nathaniel. Uh, so I'll say Nathaniel. And when you, I'm not sure you've done the S's method, Michaela, but like when you're there, yeah. you only got the headphones on. You you're basically sort of shut off to the world. Yeah, I and find you're it really to, creepy, actually. It is it's quite hard? You're just trying to tune into the words. You're not, you're not thinking about anything else apart from trying to like hear the words, and you're not sort of associating them with anything. So I say the name Nathaniel, and then I picture in my mind Nathaniel Gillis, who's the guy that we we interviewed not long before. And then the voice, a voice came through again, saying, "That's not me. I'm not him." Oh wow! Came through, as if like so. Obviously, it's conjecture, but it's like I was thinking of this other Nathaniel. And the voice has said, that's not me, I'm not him. It knew I was thinking about a different Nathaniel. If wow. this was someone that was called Nathaniel that had come through yeah. uh, the thing. But what, what sort of made it really made me uncomfortable doing that was there was a man's voice and a woman's voice. And they kept coming through constantly. So it's like when you're doing this, like listening to the spirit box going through the sort of the radio station, the frequencies, you sort of, you can hear sort of the same voice again, like a certain amount of time later. But this man's voice and this woman's voice were coming through quite constantly. And it kept getting to the point where it was like the, this male was becoming violent to the female. And it felt like I was not really hearing the words, but like the, the voice or the tone was like he was attacking the woman. It's at that point I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I, I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear anymore. It's like I was hearing a woman being attacked. Oh, by wow. a sound, it was really, really weird. So I was like, "Nope, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm not listening anymore." I wish I did, because because I was like, so felt like I was getting something, but I was like, "No, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to listen to this." It was yeah. really, really freaky. And then shortly after that, we just packed up and we're like, <laughs> "So it went definitely quiet, didn't it?" It just like, <laughs> it went super quiet. Like no animal noises, no birds, no insects. It just went like silent, like absolutely silent. It was like. Okay. <laughs> it do, was weird. Do you know if there's any history of um, like murders taking place in Gallic Chase, or specifically in that area? At well, Castle, Castle Ring. Ring is a Celtic hill fort. So yes, back, then back to Barry BC, <laughs> and it's believed uh, that the Celtic tribes. I'm reading this off. Thinking yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Celtic tribe known as the Cornovie. Cornavie or Cornavie. Yeah. They used to call it home, I believe, to perform satanic rituals and blood sacrifices on the hill. Which is where, where we were still like on the hill, which is like a mound and it's surrounded by like a No, is it's, it's is that actual yes. satanic rituals though, or is that paganistic rituals that the church deems satanic? You know what I mean? I it's not Christian, so therefore it's satanic. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised satanic if everything's been done there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it is I mean, if it's got that much history. Area. Yeah, I mean, the Romans um, um, invaded and conquered just around that area. Um, there's a German cemetery there as well with lots of um, kind of unnamed soldiers that had crashed and um, in aeroplanes and they kind of collected them all up and made a cemetery for them. Um, and I think there. I'm just trying to find in this book. There are. I'm sure there are some mergers as well. There are hitchhikers that have been seen. I mean, just the amount of um, 
Besides so, all the kind of really weird stuff like werewolves and pigmen, loads and loads and loads of paranormal kind of ghostly haunting time. There's a, like, a lot of psychogeography on the land, right? Yeah. Where over centuries, I guess, tons of things have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated, but... It's scarred the earth. Yeah. And it is a strange place. When that night comes down, and it was particularly weird... Because obviously we were out all day and we were at Castle Ring at night and like the, the sun was going down. It was a, it was quite a nice afternoon. And then when it all just went deathly quiet and it was not long after Ash had done it, like this Estes Method thing and I was just like, it don't feel good here. I was like, just felt weird. So yeah. we, we, all, we all like, yeah, let's just... Yeah. Let's I'm a bit go. worried about that because when I so um, the group that I'm with and I are going um, in the next week, and um, I'm actually quite nervous. And I insisted that we get um, a proper campsite because the others were all for just taking a tent into the w- middle of the woods and camping there. Wow! And I was like, I don't think I want to do that because if I get absolutely terrified, I want to be able to run away to somewhere. I don't want to be stuck there. I just have like Blair Witch images in my head. Um, it's very I, Blair Witchy in there. Yeah, definitely. and it's massive, absolutely massive. And also, um, you can get them um, like the, online. There are paranormal maps of Cannock Chase, and basically every single bit of Cannock Chase almost has got. You must go here because this has been seen here, um, and you can do a trail that would probably take you you know, eight hours if you were going to do it round all the paranormal areas. Um, in fact, there's a, a video that I found online of this guy who um, takes you round all the haunted areas. Um, and it, it's mo- it's a daytime thing and there's, you know, nothing spooky happens, but it's really interesting to see all the places. Um, and of course, with us only been there a few hours, we're only going to be able to see, you know, a few things. But... I I do, I must admit that I do have a fear of being in the middle of the woods, um, something really scary happening, and then us not being able to find our way out. I I am a bit anxious about that. I, have to say. I mean, Danny Moss and them on on was on haunted. Oh, haunted. oh, you've done it. And ah, oh, no, no, no. the bell guys. Beep, oh. beep. <laughs> only because I'm not going to mention the other place, but only because they, they did an episode. I think it was haunted hunts where. <laughs> I broke my own reel. I've not mentioned then <laughs> this episode. <laughs> they had an episode where they it's the four of them, and they didn't know where they were going beforehand. And they just each dropped off in one part of Canic Chase on their own, and then the guy like was sort of organized or left them to it. And they just had to be on their own doing long vigils in a part of Canic Chase, like miles away from each other, like the four people that are doing it. And that's a uh, Incredible episode, and I mean, obviously, these are seasoned investigators, and, and they're terrified. I mean, just being on in at night, you're scared, but on your own, where literally it could be anything. Yeah, yeah, it's the cracking of the twigs in the dark. Yeah. I mean, your your mind just goes mad. You know, I'd I'd be all right, um, being you know, I could probably cope with being left in a haunted house by myself for an hour. I'm not sure I could cope with being in a forest like that by myself for an hour i don't i think i've just got a real thing about it i think it's all to do with blair witch (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. out of all out of all the sort of things that have been reported and and seen there, I mean, I think black eyed kids have got to be the one you wouldn't want to. Obviously, that would call cost werewolf, but well, yeah, a black eyed kid. Oh, imagine seeing like a child and then just completely black eyes and. Yeah, and apparently it's been seen quite a lot, actually. In fact, other members of my group, that's what they're hoping to see. I just hope I'm not <laughs> with course. them when they see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would that work, um, though? Because I thought the the stories of black-eyed children would be that they would approach your house and ask to come in, right? Yeah. So how would that work in somewhere that you're not in a house? They come to your tent and be like, can we pop in your oh tent? Oh, my God. I get goosebumps. <laughs> They've just been seen in the woods, apparently. Jeez. And there's that famous drone footage, isn't there, of the black-eyed girl. Um, some people were doing um, some drone filming um, and around the periphery of the forest during the day, they caught this, you know, if it is genuine, absolutely incredible footage of um, a ghostly girl with black eyes and you can see her, she's flicking her hair and kind of moving her arms around, but she's see-through. And it's really quite terrifying if you um, if you search for it on the internet. It's fascinating because yeah. you kind of want it to be real because if it is, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd be quite disappointed if it, if it was a hoax. Definitely. Uh, and there have been apparently UFOs seen there and abductees people have been abducted from the forests whilst out on dog walks and things and you name it it's happened there yeah creepy place <coughs> creepy place so yes so you're going to be going there yeah soon michaela so you'll soon. have to and I so on the next i come back okay <laughs> yeah well if you don't we'll just have to interview for somebody to come on and um take your place on the round table but hopefully next month you'll be able to yeah. get back and let us know if let us i know go missing happened. i i charge you three with the task of coming to seek me out <laughs> you've got no chance michael <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that Cannot chase is a it is a a spooky place and it's nice that we've got something like that in the uk it's got such a rich and diverse sort of menagerie of paranormal activity it's been a very uh stoke centric episode really isn't it, it has yeah. it has and we didn't go near chester once hardly yeah <laughs> no we didn't we didn't mention, only a couple of brief mentions <laughs> only brief mention um so um we're going to put up a couple of photos that go along with the end of this podcast episode that Mike shared for discussion on the podcast um, that were taken from... Um, so so my, my boss at work does astrophotography, which is basically he photographs uh, space. Yep, and I he's love got doing that. He's got some incredible photos of like nebulas and stuff like that. And he came in this morning and he was like, take a look at this. Cause he knows, although he really doesn't care, he knows I'm into ghosts and weird shit. He was like, take a look at this. And I was like, what do you, what do you think it could be? And he was like, it could be a slug going across the, the lens, but it's three, th three photos with about a 30 second exposure time. So it's over a minute and a half. And he was like, and the camera's only small. 
so a slug would probably get over it quicker than that. He asked his sort of astral astrophotography group if they've had anything similar. And a lot of them sort of jokingly came back and went, it's space snakes. Um, and one person did say that they've had something similar, which was a rat's tail. But you wouldn't have thought that a rat would slowly move across the camera over a minute and a half. It'll probably scurry mm. over it quite quickly. So not saying it's paranormal or anything, whatever, but they are some interesting photos of Ooh. a weird sort of black mist, I guess, slowly traveling across mm. frame by frame. So my thought on it when I first saw it, because I do and have done some astro- long exposure night photographs. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 30 seconds is probably the longest I would do. It's normally about 15 to 20 seconds, maybe not even that because of the way the the earth, the stars move after about 15, 20 seconds, you start to get blur from the, from the stars moving because of the rotation of the earth, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't have thought after 20 seconds you would do, but you do. It's mad, isn't it? Like you can it's... look through like binocular telescope, you just see the stars like disappear. It's like, yeah. it, it looks crazy as well when you see a video of it. The moon like, goes flying past. Yeah, you see, like, he's always on about Polaris because that never moves. But, like, Correct. you see, see Polaris and then you see everything, like, moving around it as the night goes on. It's like, wow. I've do, I've got a Star Trail video, like a five-second video, because Polaris is literally just hmm. over that way. Um, so I, I just set it up at Polaris. Um, that's the North Star to people as well. And that does... That doesn't move. That's there no. in the sky every night, day as well. It's there in the day. It doesn't just come out at night. But it's there all the time in that spot and everywhere else moves around it. So I've got long exposure photos. I've taken 199 photos of the whole of the... And you see the, like the, sw- the swirl, don't you, of where the stars yeah. have moved. So my thought on that, those photographs is that it's... It's potentially, and I'm not saying it is, because it's, who knows, but it looks like it's maybe, I want to say a moth, but just where it's moved enough to to be captured on, on the photograph. Yeah. Because I've, if I take an eight-second photo of an eight-second long exposure of um, Starlink or the ISS going over, goes into quite a streak mm-hmm. so that was my only thought was it could be a sm- slow moving flying bug but it it does look weird i don't know what it but that was my first thought yeah just on the long exposure but that i don't know how it would have flown to become that slow across and this is sl- this is the thing right it's it's very highly likely that there's nothing paranormal about it it's mm. just something very natural happening but it is just something, something to look at and something to think yeah, about. Definitely, with your own idea. Yeah, definitely. Interesting photos, though. Definitely, I mm. I liked seeing them. You don't see, I haven't seen photos like that personally. I'll see if I could. If you're into it, I was just off, trying to find them. Totally off topic. If you're into it, Greg, I'll see if I can get him to send me some more and show you those as well. Because he's yeah. got some, he's got some wicked photos. Yeah, I love I love all that. Whereabouts are the photos? Uh, they're in the group. If you scroll up a little bit. In the messenger group? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
So I mean, like I say, it is weird. I've not seen. Looks like my first thought was like hair or something. I don't know. He he made it thinner. Hmm. Like it's like a like a bit of a wavy strand of hair or something. But with the time lapse and why would it be thicker unless that's motion blur making it thicker? Well, yeah. Biological ah. creature. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. It's weird. Sky worms. But a massive one. Yeah, interesting photo, though. Yeah. It almost looks like it remains that sort of length all the way across the three photos. So it's either moving at the same speed or it's stationary and that is the length of it. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. If it, it's if moving. If it was right. a, a slug or something, it would have left a trail on the lens. It's exactly what I said. It, Yeah. I was like, if it was a slug, it would leave like a slime trail that you'd probably be able to see, right? Hmm. Yeah, is that like a fisheye lens? I'm trying uh, to I believe so. Lens. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Let me. It's yeah, it in just a seems. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it is like a fisheye lens. It certainly looks. Yeah, it like looks. It, right? it looks like. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a 360 kind of a view. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Does this camera do you know rotate with the the Earth? I don't. It's very stationary. I don't believe so. I believe it sits stationary and then you can, because I say he showed me videos of it and you can see like the stars moving around as the video goes on. So it's almost as if like the camera is stationary yeah. and then it just sort of captures. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be honest with you. He should just show me this morning. I was like, those yeah, are interesting. interesting. I'm, on, I'm on a podcast tonight. We'll discuss that. It's interesting yeah. how it kind of fades out at the end. Mm. There's much more definition in the middle. Yeah. But that could be where, like, due to the long exposure time and where it's moving, right? Yeah. Yeah, the faster it's moving, the less you'd see of it. Yeah. It's like taking a, like a panoramic view on a on an iPhone. If you're you can capture something moving at the same speed, and it looks like an elongated dog. Or... Yeah. 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 Mm. But yeah, interesting photo. I like that. We yeah. If anybody's got any thoughts when they they have a view of the video, a uh, view of the photo, sorry, whilst listening to the audio of the podcast, um, let us know. See what you think. That'd be interesting to see what other people think of it, especially if people are into astrophotography as well. They might have come across stuff like this before, and, and like long exposure film. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any kind of time lapse, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we go, I've got something to. Um, I'm I'm going to send some photos to you, um, and I'm going to be mysterious now. Um, <laughs> Always the best way. And um, I'm I'm just going to. Uh, shall I put them on the um, Facebook page? Um, I don't want to say I'm, I'm, I'm going to be secretive so we can draw thousands of people to the Facebook page wondering what on earth I'm talking about. Um, but I've got some pictures of my arm. Oh, and, yes. Um, oh, yes. I want to see if anybody has a theory about oh, I miss what something. it could be. You might have, yeah. Yeah, I think you might have. Ah, you're not Michaela's paranormal or what? Am I not Chat. cool enough? I, I don't know. I'm in. I'm in loads no, of these chats now, I'm, and I don't know. No, you are. I'm. I'm not cool <laughs> enough. Oh, sorry. I'm not on that chat even. 
Um, no, it's just, it's probably absolutely nothing. But um, I thought it was, it's an odd thing that's been puzzling me. So um, I went away on a, a residential um, with my class to a very old spooky place um, near to where I live here. And, uh, and we're in these kind of old dormitories and apparently the building's been there originally it's been there since the 1600s although the the new wing that i stayed on with the children has been there since the 1800s and um we we were doing all sorts of outdoor activities but i absolutely know for a total fact that i didn't um hurt my arm in any way so i i went to bed and i woke up the next morning and i had i've got i don't know if you can see them here but um, I'll, I've got I've bruises got... all down my arms. You can probably can't see them very oh, well. Oh yeah, I can see like that a, one. Like a V. Yeah. yeah, it's like a V shape, and then there's another one down here, and they're like um, fingerprints. Like if somebody's grabbed you really hard on your arm, um, and the, they're very definite. Um, I'll put the photos up, um, and then on the other arm, um, I had this V shaped. Um, sort of sign of purple pinprick bruises very very yeah. tiny and precise in very straight lines um pinpricks now this has happened to me before um and i always put it up on my um facebook page and go oh this is weird these turned up last night what do you think of this but this time it really it, it kind of really puzzled me because i thought what what on earth and they've just got darker and darker all week. And the darker they've got, now that they've gone green and blue, the more definite the different kind of, I don't know, as it were, fingerprints have become. Um, and then on the other arm, it's almost like a sign that someone's drawn in my arm. And it's really bizarre. Now, I'm not claiming that I've been, you know, taken by aliens or something like that. But I did wonder whether it could be something paranormal because we did have activity at the place um of which i told the children there was none don't be silly and go to sleep um but there was activity there that night and i just thought that's really interesting so i'll put the photos up and see if anybody's got any interesting theories about it yeah mike i've just invited you to michaela's page as well have, so you can you. see it on so yeah weird. yeah it is weird because you sort of you look at them when you get up in the morning and go, I literally haven't done anything. How have I got this? Uh, mm. You know, if I was going to bang my arm in the middle of the night, I've done it very specifically somehow. And on both yeah. arms as well. Yeah, it's very strange. And it's wild. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for that, Michaela. And anybody listening, have a little look and see what see what your thoughts are. But I would like to thank you all. Um, for a, a wonderful episode again, as we are coming to the close of the episode, I think. So we're now an hour and a half in. Yeah, sorry so, about that blip where I lost everything. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It'll be seamless and people will get to this and go, oh, what blip was that? What blip was that? Because Ash and Greg have done such a good job. We don't know what you're talking about, Michaela. So I'll be quiet <laughs> Exactly, <now>. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll get that up later as well. So we're recording this on the night it's going out as well. So this is fresh. 
stuff. Fresh. Fast, fast and the Furious podcasting. Yeah, on the pulse. On the pulse. So, yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Michaela. Thank, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank yeah, you, thank you for joining us. And we'll, um, we'll be back again next month for another Paranormal Roundtable. If Michaela um, doesn't get abducted in Canic Chase. Exactly. Yeah. And the no, day we'll still do it. going up Pendle Hill. Yes, no, but you have to got to come and find me if I go missing. We'll do an Estes method. <laughs> see where she is, see if we can oh, find you. He laughed my Yorkshire in... voice going, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the upside down or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I know what that is as well. I don't know. I do just I've about. Really I've not yeah, seen it, but yeah, just about. Yeah. Just you about. haven't seen it? <gasps> no, no, that's a conversation for another time, though, because we yeah. need to wrap up. <laughs> it's yeah. the best programme ever. Anyway, I'm saying Well, that. Wow, we'll see. That's a discussion for another bloody episode. Right, well, thank you, guys, uh, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fine. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.